Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 209 of Your Career Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for joining me today. Whether you're looking for a job or seeking inspiration for your career, you've come to the right place. Today, I'll be interviewing an amazing career professional, Hannah Morgan, who is the founder of careersherpa.net, based in New York. Now, before we dive into the interview, I have some important information for you first. First of all, if you need practical career coaching support, the Careers Academy is your one-stop career management and outplacement solution to build your career confidence, develop your career, and assess how to get to where you want to be in your life and career. Check out all the information in www.thecareersacademy.com. Online and the link is in my show notes. Now, secondly, download the free resources I've created for you in the Careers Academy. There's plenty there to help you to land your next role. Now, it's an honor to be named one of LinkedIn's top voices 2020 in Australia. Uh, If you follow me on LinkedIn, drop me a note to say hello because I regularly do LinkedIn live broadcasts and you can find them all by following this hashtag on LinkedIn. Hashtag Jane Jackson Live. Now, our question for you, have you joined the phenomenon that is sweeping the digital space right now, Clubhouse? If you don't know what that is, look for the Clubhouse app on iTunes. It's like talkback radio meets podcasting and is audio only. It's Honestly, it's so exciting because it's live and then we can have a conversation and we can actually talk in real time on Clubhouse. And because you like podcasts, I'm sure that you'll love Clubhouse. Currently, it's by invitation only and you have to have an iPhone to access it. So sorry, those of you who've got Android. I hope it'll come to Android soon. Now, if you've got Clubhouse, find me. My handle is at Jane Career Coach. And if you don't have it yet, you can apply if you've got an iPhone and wait for someone to send you an invitation if they have your mobile number. I hope to chat with you live on Clubhouse very soon. Remember to find me. My handle is at Jane Career Coach. Now, let's find out about Hannah Morgan, U.S. career coach extraordinaire and a warm and wonderful human being. Hannah Morgan is a job search strategist and one of LinkedIn's top voices in job search and careers, and a nationally recognized author and speaker on job search strategies. She founded careersherpa.net to combine her career expertise with her love of writing, speaking, and social media. Her mission is to educate professionals on how to maneuver through today's 
job search process. Hannah is a regular contributor to US News and World Report. She's been quoted by media outlets, including Forbes, USA Today, Money Magazine, HuffPost, Business Insider, Payscale, as well as many other publications. She's also the author of the Infographic Resume and co-author of Social Networking for Business Success. I can't wait for you to meet her. And let's welcome Hannah Morgan to the show. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Jane. So so happy to be here with you today. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for years. I can't tell you <laughs> because, you know, as a career professional and a career coach, and you do amazing things with Career Sherpa, I'm just so impressed with the content that you create and everything that you're doing to, to help um, career professionals. So what I'd like to do, though, because this this podcast is all about career transition. Can you share with us what your early aspirations were in your career as a little girl? I wanted to be an archaeologist. When I was little, I would dig um, for bottles and old things in the barn behind our old farmhouse. And I would find like high button shoes and bottles and an Edison light bulb. And I would do all the research involved in, you know, what's the age of this bottle? Because there's there's a way to tell the age of a bottle by where the seam ends. And it was, I love doing the research and, and finding things and discovering things. So that for the longest time was what I wanted to do. Oh, that's fascinating. So different from what you're doing now, but I just learned something already. I knew I'd be educated on this podcast (laughs) with you. So you can tell the age of a bottle by the seam on it. How interesting Mm -hmm. is that? Ah, okay. I'll, There's a I'll, hole. <laughs> I'll dig deeper into that later. Pun intended. <laughs> okay. And so from archaeology, how did you become this incredible, globally renowned career coach? Tell me the journey. Okay. So, and I think it's important to know, um, and I've had lots of conversations about this lately. I stumbled into this career. I had no idea because I went to school, I went to college thinking I wanted to be a chemist. I went a chemistry major. And when I graduated, I thought, well, I don't want to be a chemist. So let me go do something else. I wanted to be a lawyer. So I worked for a law firm. And then I realized after working for a law firm, no, this is not what I want to do. So I stumbled around a lot trying to figure out what it was I was supposed to do. Well, one day after I'd been working in human resources, someone told me about this company that did outplacement services. I'm like, what is that? So it was back in the days in early internet, so you couldn't do a good job researching. It would get the dial up and it took forever. <laughs> People don't even remember that, but um, I remember so I didn't, it well. So it was hard to do research, I'm just going to say. And I couldn't figure out a lot about this company. So I had the interview and they hired me for the job. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And I immediately, on the first day of training, fell in love with this world of outplacement services where you're training and teaching people how to look for work. Mm. I didn't know. Who knew? You know, this is so funny because... It's. I hadn't even realized that you know we had we had all of these similarities before just now because I also had an eclectic career and I went into outplacement with a company called DBM back in the year two thousand and that's when the penny dropped. It was this is what I was born to do. So this happened with you as well. And having done yeah. some stalking of you on LinkedIn, Hannah, um, it was the same company that we were with. You were with Lee Hectarison, and I, mm-hmm. I I still 
conduct webinars for Lee Heck Madison now, which is amazing. But it must have felt so good to be helping people through that vulnerable time when they'd experienced a redundancy. <clears throat> and I, I had not had any firsthand experience um, uh, uh, sort of on that side of the table. I had been in HR and I was the angel of death. So my job was to let people go. <laughs> but I didn't really know what happened once they left. Um, I just knew that was painful to let them go. But um, when I discovered, like there is, as you said, there's this whole vast world of, of emotion and knowledge and knowledge gap that people need when they are let go. Um, and have to figure that out. Oftentimes, if they don't have outplacement, they have to figure that out all on their own. And that's a huge learning curve. And so I've spent my career trying to provide that service and that knowledge for people who don't have the benefit of outplacement. Yeah, you know, you've got a truly solid HR background behind you as well. And so now being on the other side of the table, it's a bit like being the axe man, isn't it? (laughs) in HR and then going to organizational change and having to let people go. But I think that experience would make you even more valuable as someone helping people through transition because you know what they've gone through and you know the conversations that have to be had, you know, with HR and with senior managers and how to do it well as as well. What, What do you think, you know, coming from both perspectives with your experience, how do you think human resources and organizations, you know, who are going through change could do it a little bit better. You know what? I wish there was a magic wand and we could just make the whole problem stop altogether. I have heard of companies doing it lots of different ways, you know, different days of the week, in person. And I I, I don't think there is any way to ever let somebody go from a company in a way that is going to be, make anyone feel good. But I will say, um, one of the things that we did at at the company I was with for a while is we tried to transition people um, who we were letting go to another role inside our organization, if that were possible. And and we really tried to find another place for them internally. I think, so to answer your first question, is there a better way? Yes. What we Mm -hmm. can do is the company, HR, can do a much better job funneling these available employees to companies that need help. Mm-hmm. There's got to be an easier way to say, we're a company and we're letting go of people. And I know you're a company and you're hiring people. Take our people yeah. rather than throwing them out there and let them fend for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, having redeployment options would be good. And then also, you know, just exp- training them so that they know how, how to approach new organizations to make a difference. And so from starting out in outplacement, and now you are the career Sherpa, how did, how did this happen? Because you have won so many awards and had so many accolades. I mean, you're the one to follow. I've got a list here. I have to read it. Because- <laughs> no, don't read it. No, that's embarrassing. <laughs> we'll read the entire list. But you have been, well, first of all, Top Voices, LinkedIn Top Voices 2019. You've been like a top career coach to follow on Twitter, a top recruiting professional to follow, a leadership expert to follow, um, internship expert to follow. So anything to do with careers, you're the one to follow. So how did this happen? Okay, so you know how (laughs) things just happen. When I can only say I don't know how it happened. I think a lot of it was luck, but a lot of it was I... 
I love learning about what's going on in our world and trying to connect all of those pieces and help people understand how they can do it too. So I think, you know, that we tell people sometimes to follow your passion and sometimes they think that's bunk advice, but I really think there's some truth to it because I love what I do every single day. And it's always something different, which is wonderful because, you know, job search changes, situations change, the market changes. And so there is always something new to learn. And I just, I find it fascinating. And I think that that's the key um, to anyone being successful. If you love what you do, people will notice. Yeah, yeah. And so now with Career Sherpa, how do you work with people? Is it face-to-face? Of course, now with COVID, it it would be predominantly remote. All of my clients, I work remotely as well. So so what are are the services that um, you provide? So um, it... In the pre-COVID days, I I had sort of a mixture of in-person and virtual because I didn't ever want to feel that I could only service clients that were in my geographic geographic range. So I'd always done a little bit of both. But since COVID, um, I've been offering more webinars online um, because I wanted to reach a greater audience. So some of those are free. Some of them are paid. Um, I have um, also been seeing a a lot more clients, helping them with the... um, Uh, mock interviews and LinkedIn critiques. These are things that I love doing. And I love doing them because I can help make an instant impact on their job search. As much as I love educating people, I can do that through webinars and through writing. But when I'm working one-on-one with somebody, I want them to walk away from that meeting feeling, oh, good, I can go do this stuff and it's going to make a difference. So that's why the mock interviews and the LinkedIn critique and LinkedIn strategy are services that I love offering. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it, to be able to make that little bit of a difference in someone's life and and see their eyes light up and say, oh, I can do this. It's really about empowering the people. And there was once that saying, right, if you teach a man to fish, they can fish their whole life. And and so I think that's part of this too for me. I don't want to do it for them. I want mm-hmm. I want to teach them how to do it so they're empowered and they're ready for whatever happens next. Mm-hmm. You know, I've noticed this trend this year, mainly because of COVID. And I'd, I'd be really interested to, to find out if you've been experiencing this with your clients as well, is that so many people have been coming to me recently and they've been reassessing their lives and reassessing their careers. And they've been thinking about making a change. And of course, there've been so many people who've been stood down and redundancies have been rife because of COVID and businesses you know, have been suffering. So there haven't been that many job openings for people to apply for. It's getting better now in Australia, certainly. But I know in, in Europe, in the UK, in the US, it, it's, it's still um, quite a dire situation and getting on top of COVID. But people have been saying to me, I really want to do something more meaningful. And they've been looking at, you know, what their values are and what really drives them and then making a shift, some into entrepreneurship. What have you experienced? It's really interesting because I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately who are, have have come to sort of a similar um, outlook. They have said uh, either I want to do something different. I don't know what it is. Or they've said, oh, Hannah, I've realized that I've sort of been asleep behind the wheel of my career. And I really want to take more control over this and make sure that I am presenting my qualifications, that I'm ready for that next step um, in my career. So I think that people are either saying, shoot, I better gear up because I want to be ready. Or they're saying, oh, wait, what is it that I'm doing? I do want that purpose. 
purpose. I am looking for a deeper meaning. And I think that whenever we're in this crisis mode, any kind of a crisis mode, it does force us to do some reflection and some introspection about are we living our best life? Are we are we living to you know our full potential? Potential. Um, what is my purpose in this life, and and how can I do that better? Yeah, I like I like that phrase. Have I been asleep behind the wheel? Absolutely, <laughs> because so often you know you're working and you're kind of on a treadmill, um, and you're just doing what you're doing because you think, oh, better the devil I know than the devil I don't. And then when something that is, is a wake-up call, you know, say mm. if it's a redundancy or, you know, th- there's just something that's so untenable at work or there's a global pandemic and you realise that yeah, right. you know, perhaps, perhaps this isn't sustainable, then you think, hey, what, what am I doing? I'm just, it, it, it's like Groundhog Day, yes? yeah? And, and now is the time to make a, a difference and somehow to create an impact for me, my family and you know, businesses or whatever it might be. And in a way... Even though COVID's been so devastating, it really has. Do you, do you find that it's it's caused a, a bit of a mind shift in the way people look at things? I I think it has. I you know I I myself have been saddened by being in this COVID situation, but there have been highlights or spot little bright spots of sunshine. I got to spend time with my family like I never would have been able to spend time with my teenage boys. Usually they're running all around, right? But I had the benefit of being with them for those two months when we were in true lockdown and they were captive. So I wouldn't have gotten that otherwise. So there's that. But I also think too, for people who normally had to commute long distances they don't have to commute long distances anymore they, it's you know they now can commute from their bedroom um, and that has given them a little uh, more free time um, and maybe that free time is what they're thinking oh shoot am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. but it also you know has given them uh, that time with their family and that time to to do other things that they wouldn't have had time for mm-hmm. so I think they're I tend to look at the bright spots because but there are way too many dark spots. You know, a really good bright spot, I think, is the ability now um, to, to really go for jobs that are remote so you can work virtually, which means you are no longer um, locked to a geographic location, which most people, that was their mindset before. But now they realize, hey, I'm working from home anyway. My boss, my organization could be anywhere. Yes. And as long as you get the time zones right, <laughs> then it's like, I mean, for, for us, you know, it's, what is it now? It's it's 9.45 in um, in Sydney and you're in New York. So what time is it for you? I, I'm 5.55 p.m. OK, so not too harrowing, but sometimes I'm interviewing people and they've been so kind and it's like midnight. And I think, oh <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I know. But you're right. I think that the world of remote work, oh my gosh, we're so fortunate that this has happened because it does open up so much, so much more, so many more opportunities for, for job seekers or anybody looking for a new career. The other thing that's happening in the US, I was just reading a report and I can't remember who the source was, but they were saying that so many more people are now moving out of cities or moving away from their, where whatever their home was to a place they've always wanted to live because they can do that now. Um, so those high rent, really expensive cities, 
you know, um, where people had to live before, that, that's not necessarily where people have to live. It's liberating. We now have more choices in when and where we work. And isn't that just wonderful for everybody? I, I, love, I love the flexibility. And what's quite good is, you know, like on LinkedIn, when, when you're searching for a job, they have that option where you can choose remote. And yes. wow, then bingo, everything just opens up to you. And Which I was wonder, really... That was very hard to do before, before COVID. You couldn't search for a remote job on LinkedIn. And it was even hard on Indeed and some of the other jobs that job boards. It was hard to find those remote jobs. So um, this has been wonderful. It opened up a whole uh, bunch of opportunities for people. such a difference. And Hannah, because you are the career Sherpa after all, just dropping that in there, careersherpa.net, everybody. (laughs) I'll have this in my show notes anyway. But so what, what, would you say right now for people, job seekers who are finding it a little bit tough, what would your top tips be for them and what should they be focusing on first? Okay, so my husband used to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. And so I flew a lot because I could fly for free with him. And so I use the analogy a lot of a flight attendant. And the flight attendant tells you to put your um, oxygen mask on yourself first so you can better help those traveling around you. So to all job seekers, I say take good care of yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. You have to be the best version of you possible if you're going to help yourself at all in this job search. So that's the first thing. And I think that that's even more important today during COVID than it was pre-COVID. So if you're one of those people who's really social and you're feeling very isolated, you're going to need to find opportunities and outlets. Um, start your own Zoom meeting with people, uh, whatever you need to do to to get that human interaction that you so definitely desperately crave because without that, you're going to feel exhausted and down and lonely and and that's not going to help your job search. So once you've taken care of that mental, physical and and spiritual part of you, I think it really helps to know where you want to go. In other words, what is it that you really enjoy doing? Um, Because if you don't have that direction, it's going to be really hard to find it. Um, And I I recommend talking to people who are inside companies to do exploratory um, conversations and learn more about things and companies that you may not have known about, jobs you may not have known about. Um, It's sort of like looking for a college. Remember when we were trying to find that college or university, we had to go exploring all these different colleges and figure out which one was going to be not only the right fit for us, but it was going to have the right programs and opportunities for us. So the same is true now. I want job seekers to take more control and be more proactive and saying, these are the companies that I really want to work for. And from there... You can then have better conversations with everybody and you can be go to that company career page and follow what they're doing and saying there because oftentimes companies will post opportunities on their own career page before they'll post it elsewhere. Mm. Um, and, and I think that just that those small shifts um, in thinking about what the job search process looks like it makes the individual feel more empowered and in control. And that is something that's valuable as well. Structure in your day is really important too. And I think that's true, a a challenge for all of us who have found ourselves now working from home remotely. How do we structure our day, right? Mm -hmm. Our our family, our, our 
our clocks are all different. Um, so I think that for job seekers, knowing how you're going to invest time in your day, what job search related activities are you going to do? When are you at your peak energy? When are you the best? So that you can really do those things. If, if writing is something that is very hard for you and you don't want to have to write cover letters uh, anyway, you schedule time in your day when you're at your peak performance, when you're most alert to do those tasks that are most difficult for you. Mm, such Those are some you know, biorhythms. <laughs> yes, I'm a, right? I'm a late night person more than an early morning person. And it's true. You get energy and you're more focused at certain times of day. But so one is practice self-care. Two is do your research and understand what you want to do, what you really enjoy and who you want to target. And three is structure your day so that you actually organize yourself like you're looking for like like you're working because looking for a job is a full-time job or can be a full-time job can't it it really can be as as hard as that may sound but yes all of that thank you for summarizing (laughs) that so well i should have been that concise (laughs) no it's fantastic but it's so good because you know hannah talking to you because i know how passionate you are about helping people in their careers as well and here we are you know across the globe chatting to each other this this is not a one podcast interview this has to be part two and part three i think it would be uh, i will definitely that. come yeah. back oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely okay, that'll be so good and also i'm just thinking as you're talking we should do a linkedin live broadcast as well where people come in and ask us questions does that sound good i would love to do yeah. that with you jane that would be so much fun because then we can really help people anywhere in the world on the spot that would be great. I'll set it up. I think that's fantastic. That's now, great. And wait, I have to say something yes. for you. Okay. Uh, you told me uh, before we came on screen, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that you have been named by LinkedIn as a top voice in Australia. So congratulations to you oh. on that amazing, oh. well-deserved recognition. <laughs> well, it's such an honor and such a surprise as well. I'm in very good company, but you know what's so wonderful about being part of the LinkedIn community in particular is that you get to help so many people. You get to meet so many amazing professionals. And look look here, I'm getting to know you right now. I mean, it's fantastic. And, and I think also it's link up and partner and collaborate with people who do things similar to you. Because never, I, I don't like to think of competition. I like to think of connection and collaboration. And that's what networking is all about. And networking is what really helps job seekers. So if everyone gets that into their head, then um, I think it makes our job that little bit easier too, because then they're out there meeting, inspiring themselves, inspiring others. And it, it, it just makes the world a better place when there's genuine connection. It truly does. It really does. And I'll I'll confess that I'm an introvert. So if I can do what I do and what I've done, then any introvert can do do it too. <laughs> and thank goodness for Zoom. I'm so pleased I get to meet you all all the way. Now you're you're in a place that I find very hard to pronounce um, in New York, Canadagua. Mm-hmm. How, how how do you pronounce it? Canandaigua, and I believe it's Seneca, Indian, um, Native American, and it means the chosen spot. Oh, how beautiful. Mm -hmm. Canandaigua in Seneca. 
how interesting. <laughs> Because okay. I, I saw this on your profile. I thought, how do I pronounce that? <laughs> oh near, so usually I just say I'm from Rochester because yeah. people can figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like that. Canadequa. What a lovely, what a lovely, lovely name for a place. And so Hannah Morgan, career Sherpa extraordinaire. I will have your um, your links. Well, people can find you. Just just type in Hannah Morgan, you'll find her. But I'll have your links to your website and and um, your LinkedIn profile on my show notes. It's um, on your career podcast on janejacksoncoach.com. And I want to say thank you so much for your time, Hannah. It's been an honor and a pleasure speaking with you today. And congratulations to you, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to our LinkedIn Live. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'll just say goodbye for now. Bye for now. If you enjoy Your Career Podcast, please hop over to iTunes and leave a review because that's how we get to reach more people. And if you need help in your career, go to www.thecareersacademy.org online where you'll be able to find lots of online programs as well as one-on-one coaching with me. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.